Hey everyone, welcome back to all my listeners. This is episode number 12 of season nine. Today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. My name is Sonal Patel, and this is the Paint the Medical Picture podcast series. Now, all right, you guys, I just wanted to say thank you all so much for tuning in to my weekly Wednesday podcast drops of Paint the Medical Picture podcast. I just love all of the continued positive feedback and growth that I've been seeing on this podcast for the past two years on all of the platforms it's available from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Amazon Music to my YouTube channel and so many other platforms. So a big shout out to each and every one of you. I see you all worldwide tuning in from week to week. Now, anyways, you guys, as usual, the news only gets bigger and bigger here in healthcare. And I wanted to touch on the massive Medicare physician fee schedule proposed rule for calendar year 2024 that has been released in today's Newsworthy. And in my compliance tips and my compliance recommendations today in trusty tip, I'm going to be getting into what's coming up in the future for all of us here in the United States for ICD-11. And of course, I'm going to close out today's episode and round it out in Spark with a remarkable quote on success by Mahatma Gandhi. If you guys have checked me out on LinkedIn, you know I'm all about compliance and protecting our physicians and our valued healthcare professionals when it comes to the business of medicine. I hope this week with me brings you enough to take back to your organizations, want to dive in deeper, to use my tips and best practices to ensure success. I hope this podcast will help you boost the quality of documentation capture and improve your coding accuracy as you help all your providers paint the medical picture. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss another episode. Please write in a review and kindly drop me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and definitely start following this podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to my podcast. I'd really love your support. And as always, a friendly disclaimer. Remember, I'm bringing you the news, current healthcare industry news, my compliance tips and my compliance recommendations based on my over 12 years of experience in front office, in back end, in coding, and in billing for multi-specialty physicians, in compliance, and in auditing for both ENM and surgical operative reports. These are my opinions alone and are not to be construed as legal advice. Today's episode is sponsored by Advanced Coding Services, a leading medical billing and medical coding school in the United States. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned professional, our training equips you with the tools and support you need to advance your career. Our medical billing and coding school meets your needs worldwide online or in person with one-on-one support throughout your training. We are committed to helping our alumni and credentialed medical community in keeping up their certifications by offering various avenues for acquiring your continuing education units. In addition to our Mastering the Business of Medicine retreats offered several times throughout the year in different parts of the country, we now offer memberships. You can conveniently earn your CEUs by attending our exclusive members-only webinars. Since our aim is to nurture and grow the careers of individuals who work in the business of medicine, we call our member area the Apple Orchard. Advanced Coding Services. Educate. Nurture. Inspire. Reaching back with a hand up. So let's get into Newsworthy. 
Let's get into the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule, or MPFS, proposed rule for calendar year 2024 that was just released on July 13th, 2023. Now, the PDF file is available for everyone to review, and public comments are most welcome and accepted for 60 days through September 11th, 2023. Now, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, of course, that's our CMS, released their own fact sheet on the MPFS and stressed that it's just one of several proposed rules that reflect their broader strategy, which is to, quote, create a more equitable health care system that results in better access to care, quality, affordability, and innovation, end quote. Now, some of the highlights that I want to go over from this massive proposed rule, there are literally thousands of pages that you must go over, and the smaller fact sheet, much more palatable, that I want to go over, some of the highlights include the possibility of a decrease, yet again, in the conversion factor to 3.34%. What that translates to is that the current rate for calendar year 2023 is set to $33.89. So this proposed reduction would yield to $32.75 for calendar year 2024, or a loss of $1.14. So our physicians are taking yet another hit. Now, other details include the possibility of delay in implementing the substantive portion of the split shared visits in the hospital or other facility-based settings to time only until December 31st, 2024. So what that means is for now, these split shared visits will maintain the current definition of substantive portion for calendar year 2024 that allows for the use of either one of the three key components for history exam or medical decision-making or for more than half of the total time spent to determine who bills the visit. Then moving on, another highlight we can go over is their inclusion of a possibility or a consideration of a separate add-on payment for healthcare common procedure coding system. Of course, th those are our HICPICS codes. That code would be G2211 to recognize the increased resource costs that are associated with evaluation and management visits for primary care, as well as for longitudinal care of complex patients in the office setting. Now, CMS also proposes the continuance of the definition of direct supervision to permit the presence and immediate availability of the supervising practitioner through real-time audio and video interactive telecommunications through December 31st, 2024. Now, moving on, in addition, another highlight includes that the proposed rule wants to consider this possibility for increasing access to behavioral health, which requires new HICPICS codes for mobile unit or home for psychotherapy crisis services. Now, also under consideration for calendar year 2024 are that marriage and family therapists as well as mental health counselors may receive their own benefit category. Additionally, if addiction counselors meet all requirements to qualify as a mental health counselor, there is a proposal that these addiction counselors may enroll as mental health counselors 
in Medicare. The proposal also considers an increase in the valuation for time-based behavioral health services under the MPFS. Now, specifically, CMS is proposing to apply an adjustment to the work relative value units for psychotherapy codes payable under the Medicare physician fee schedule. Now, they would want this to be implemented in a four-year transition period. Moving on, another highlight. For our rural health clinics, our RHCs, as well as federally qualified health centers, those FQHCs, this proposed rule also includes the possibility of changing the required level of supervision for behavioral health services furnished incident to a physician or non-physician provider services in RHCs and FQHCs to allow for general supervision rather than direct supervision. So what that means is that this proposed change would be more consistent with the policies finalized already under the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule in calendar year 2023 rulemaking for other settings. And then finally, the proposal includes an extension of several telehealth waivers, including in teaching settings. Now, it's definitely most recommended that all stakeholders take the time to read this massive proposed rule in its entirety. And now it's time for my best practice tips in trusty tip. So in today's compliance tip, I wanted to gently remind my audience that the United States will soon have to implement ICD-11. Remember, the ICD is developed and annually updated by the World Health Organization, or WHO. ICD-11 has been in effect from January 2022. So what is ICD-11? Now, ICD-11 is the international standard for systematic recording, reporting, analysis, interpretation, and comparison of mortality and morbidity data. This 11th revision is the result of an unprecedented collaboration with clinicians, statisticians, classification, and IT experts from around the world, which makes it usable by these groups as well as by medical coders. Now, ICD-11 allows countries to count and identify their most pressing health issues by using an up-to-date and clinically relevant classification system. Health conditions and accidents are assigned ICD-11 codes, resulting in the data that can be used by governments to design effective public health policies, as well as measure their impact, and can be used for clinical recording purposes. For the first time, ICD is fully electronic and currently providing access to 17,000 diagnostic categories with over 100,000 medical diagnostic index terms. Now, the index-based search algorithm interprets more than 1.6 million terms. ICD-11 is easy to install and is to be used online or offline and using free container software. Now, some of those improvements that we see in ICD-11. ICD-11 is a vast improvement on previous revisions. We are currently using ICD-10 clinical modification in the United States. Now, ICD-11 reflects critical advances in science and medicine, aligning classification with the latest knowledge of the disease treatments and preventions. 
Now there is more meaningful clinical content than in ICD-10. A significant feature of ICD-11 is the improved ease as well as accuracy of coding, which requires less user training than ever before, together with the availability of online and offline functioning. ICD-11 is digital health ready for use in multiple IT environments, the proposal platform that allows all interested parties to suggest changes or additions to ICD-11, as well as to view and discuss them transparently. Now, the ICD-11 translation tool ensures internationally consistent translations, as well as the addition of locally used terms. There are new core chapters that include diseases of the immune system, sleep-wake disorders, as well as conditions related to sexual health. There are new supplementary chapters and sections that permit the assessment of functioning, as well as the optional recording of traditional medicine diagnoses. All concepts for recording and reporting in primary care are also included. Overall, coding improvements in ICD-11 allow for more precision and more detailed data recording and collection. However, these newly available clinical precisions are possible. Examples include, there are now codes for antimicrobial resistance. There are codes for full documentation of patient safety, which is in line with the World Health Organization's patient safety framework. There's also necessary detail for cancer registration that's fully embedded in ICD-11. There's also going to be specific coding for the clinical stages of HIV. There are more clinically relevant codings for complications of diabetes. There are also codes for common skin cancers. There's also classification of heart valve diseases and pulmonary hypertension, which now match the current diagnostic and treatment capacities. There's also coding for traffic accidents and causes of injuries that are now consistent with current international practices for data documentation and analyses. Now, the creation of extension codes also allows for flexible addition of details that are relevant for clinical documentation, as well as device or substance safety. Now, these extension codes provide for the capability of documenting with severity of conditions, anatomy, or histopathology. Now, why is the World Health Organization interested in countries, all of them worldwide, moving to ICD-11? So this is for the meaningful data for prevention, resourcing, or evaluation that's best produced with a standardized classification that's based on the latest medical and scientific knowledge. So ICD-10 is scientifically and technologically outdated. It's missing content for several de facto uses of ICD, like primary care or clinical decisions. Whereas ICD-11 is a flexible system which eliminates the need for local variants and allows to document all kinds of clinical detail. In such a way, and in combination with the simplified coding, it can be integrated seamlessly in the routine of clinical documentation. ICD-11 also lowers the costs of using ICD because correct use requires less training and less time for medical coding, and as such allows the implementation of standard reporting in places where it's not been possible to use ICD before. 
It's free for use in all countries as a package with user guides and tools providing inexpensive coding of patient encounters in the clinical setting. But now, so far in the United States, we'll have to wait and see, right, if we're performing clinical modification like we're doing right now in ICD-10, and we definitely did before in ICD-9. So we may be implementing ICD-11 as early as 2025. And finally, I focus season nine spark on success. I want this ninth season spark to be filled with our world's thought leaders, writers, artists, philosophers, everyone who inspires the need for success in all we strive to do. So in this week's inspiring quote in spark is from Mahatma Gandhi. Satisfaction lies in the effort, not in the attainment. Full effort is full victory. Absolutely true, right? I think this is an amazing quote that reminds us that it is our efforts to obtaining any level of success is what drives us. I think this quote inspires us to remember all of the efforts, big and small. Those efforts that caused hardship or discomfort. This quote reminds us to acknowledge those struggles we may have encountered on our path. This quote inspires us to keep adding, to keep counting all those big and small efforts we make each and every day. They're our driving factor to our overall success. I'm happy Mahatma Gandhi's spark still shines on in all of us today. So that wraps up today's episode. And as always, I appreciate you all diving into today with me. If you want more information from me, please go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn. I'll leave links to everything in the show notes below. So in my final note today, I hope you guys are finding some time to get outside and enjoy summer. Taking in a farmer's market on the weekend or finding a brand new ice cream shop. Anything. Just go ahead and keep on continuing to carve out time for yourselves each and every day to keep an eye out on whatever it is that triggers your mental health to go a little haywire. Remember to decompress. I wish you guys all an amazing week ahead. Thank you so much for listening in on today's episode. And I hope every week with me brings you closer to helping your providers paint a masterpiece. See you next Wednesday.